0: Welcome to the Dear Heart and the Brain podcast, where we discuss science and science-based tools in everyday life, particularly in neurobiology, exercise science, and nutritional sciences. My name is Jessica Wong, and I am a neuroscience student at the University of Southern California. Today's Thursday podcast episode is going to be all about dopamine detoxes, or what others call dopamine fasting. So what is dopamine fasting, right? According to San Francisco psychiatrist, Dr. Cameron Sippa, dopamine fasting is this form of digital detox, all about stimulus control, right? And this involves what people do with temporary, temporarily abstaining from social media, listening to music, gaming, and can even be extended to the temporary deprivation of social interaction and eating. There have been many academics on both sides of this argument about whether dopamine detoxing, dopamine fasting is valid that have certainly provided evidence about whether or not this is pseudoscience or not, and let's talk about it. As always, I wanted to mention that this podcast is part of my effort to bring zero cost to consumer public education about science as it is unrelated to my roles as a personal trainer and as an undergraduate student. So dopamine, right? Dopamine is your brain's feel-good neurotransmitter chemical. And dopamine fasting is when you cut back on things that quote-unquote produce this dopamine, right? And a lot of these common things that produce dopamine include food, sex, alcohol, and social media to quote-unquote reset the brain to be more what they call effective, and that we can appreciate simple things more easily, right? And these extreme dopamine fasters may choose to abstain from any experience that brings them pleasure as a way to, quote unquote, reset their brain's reward system that is driven in a network neurologically with dopamine, right? Despite its supposed benefits and good intentions of dopamine fasting, Dopamine fasting or dopamine detoxes have stirred up this controversy as the trend really oversimplifies the role of dopamine in the brain to the point of being kind of inaccurate, right? So dopamine is sent all over to the brain to convey these signals related to functions such as motor control, memory arousal, and reward processing, right? The last one is the one that we talk about a lot. Dopamine is like this chemical passed between neurons like a handwritten note between school children where neighboring neurons will pass that note through intricate networks of the brain. And by exchanging neurotransmitters, the brain cells work together to process information and direct behavior. However, dopamine isn't all about pleasure as the media really oversimplifies it as, right? Too little dopamine can result in neurological disorders such as Parkinson's disease involving the symptoms of muscle rigidity. And one of the treatments for Parkinson's disease is L-DOPA. And L-DOPA can cross the blood-brain barrier, right? The BBB. And be converted into dopamine to help ease the symptoms. And beyond motor control, as I just talked about in Parkinson's disease, Dopamine is very critical in the reward system of the brain, and that's something that is really oversimplified because it is activated by primary rewards such as, again, right, food, sex, and drugs. And our brain can learn over time about what cues in our environment can be associated with potential rewards, such as even thinking about being in a sweet shop. As a higher level type of neurological processing and thinking about chocolate, right, can activate our brain's dopamine, right? So given the role of the various roles in this case of dopamine in the human brain, why would we ever want to fast from it? The idea of dopamine fasting is based on the impression that dopamine is involved in unhealthy, addictive behaviors where our brain's wanting system kicks in to reduce the desires for the unhealthy behaviors. Well, does dopamine fasting work? Let's talk about this in a neurological standpoint, alright? So when we simply ban a particular reward, such as going on social media, that isn't going to reduce the levels of dopamine in our brain, but rather, that stimulus control reduces the stimulation of dopamine, right? So this gets a little bit confusing here. So the key is that the exposure to these pleasurable triggers that are associated with rewards must be reduced because after all, it is the cues that initiate the craving that pulls us to engage in behaviors that help us get that reward. And the symptoms of unhealthy behaviors are very similar to signs of substance abuse in a way. Not the same, but similar, such as spending a majority of time engaging in that behavior having trouble cutting back on that behavior, and continuing that behavior despite the harmful consequences in lifestyle. In these cases, removing the cues that stimulate dopamine neurons is the way to go, rather than detoxing your brain from dopamine, if that makes sense. And earlier in the episode, I talked about Dr. Cameron right? As Dr. Sipaw says, This catchy title of dopamine detoxing is not to be taken literally, but rather, Sapao intended his dopamine fast to be a method where we can be less dominated by unhealthy stimuli. You can't quote-unquote fast from a naturally occurring brain chemical. People are viewing dopamine as if it were heroin or cocaine and fasting themselves gives a tolerance break and replenishes those dopamine stores sadly it doesn't work that way and the idea is that by allowing ourselves to feel bored or lonely we are encouraged to find greater pleasures in doing simpler and more natural activities so that we can regain control over our lives and be able to address greater compulsive behaviors that may be interfering with our happiness right the intention is pretty pure And the six compulsive behaviors that Dr. Seppal cites as behaviors that may respond to a quote-unquote dopamine fast are 1. Emotional eating, 2. Excessive internet and gaming usage, 3. Shopping and gambling, 4. Porn and masturbation, 5. Thrill and novelty-seeking, and 6. Recreational drugs. And to clear up any confusion still, dopamine fasting may be poorly named and grew out of its established methods and addiction therapy would be probably beneficial if it were executed properly and obviously if we were to legitimately fast from dopamine it would probably be fatal the goal is not to reduce dopamine or elicit any functional brain changes instead dopamine fasting or the idea of it encourages people to reduce the time spent on problematic behavior right all of these addictive drugs cause dopamine levels to spike and in response the brain weakens those dopamine receptors, right? Think about the note-passing example again. And those receptors are built to respond to dopamine. So as drug users tend to need more of the sub- substance to elicit the same surge of dopamine, so other rewards that are not those drugs would activate that would normally activate dopamine rese- receptors steadily lose their appeal. Right? And instead of this practice of being a neurotransmitter fast, it's basically a practice of abstinence, right? And this isn't new. This is all about the sensitivity of those dopamine receptors can be increased with abstinence. And Dr. Greenfield from the University of Connecticut School of Medicine has been talking about how dopamine surges in the brain's reward system happens all the time when we glance on our phone we glance on our laptop screen people grow addicted to notifications and their devices as they do to drugs and misunderstanding the science behind this can cause some maladaptive behaviors as some people are adopting ever more extreme versions of this dopamine fasting people are fasting human interaction and unless human interaction is somehow compulsive and destructive that is a prime example of how some extreme dopamine fasters are depriving themselves of healthy things based on faulty science and the misinterpretation of the catchy title, dopamine detoxing. And again, right, the original intention of this was to take out time for mental rejuvenation, as it's never a bad thing, but this is nothing new. The goal is to disconnect from days of technology and substituting it more with simple activities that help us reconnect with ourselves and our loved ones. The idea is healthy, the idea is noble, but it's certainly not new again, right? Many religions suggest a rest day, such as Sunday Sabbath, to reflect and reconnect with the community, but unfortunately, this modern wellness industry has been so lucrative that people are creating these sexy titles for these age-old concepts. The science is all about the sensitization and the desensitization Of dopamine, stimulus control, and the neuroplasticity that follows that discourse, right? And an important feature of this podcast, as you know, is that we dive deep into topics for several episodes at a time. So by stopping here, I recognize there are so many other questions about dopamine detoxing, neurotransmitters, neuroplasticity, sensitization, right? and the great thing about this is that there are many more episodes coming out related to this so if you have any questions here you can message me on facebook or instagram and please recommend the podcast if you if you like it subscribe to it on spotify this community that we're creating here all about discuss discussing science neuroscience is best supported by your involvement in your questions and distilling them in the most commonly asked questions right so that next episode we can move forward into talking about deeper stuff thank you so much for your time and attention and above all thank you for your interest in science